Late Night Conversations with Patricia Anduli. Monday to Thursday, 10 p.m. till midnight. Social Conversations. Let's welcome our A-team guest, uh, Professor Yanni Rousseau, who's a visiting professor at the Business School uh, for the Wits University. Professor Rousseau, thank you very much for joining us. Good evening. Good evening, Patricia, and good evening to the listeners. So, Professor, it's, it's, it's no secret. We know that fuel prices have been at their highest, I think, ever since I've owned a car. <laughs> and... Um, they're about to increase. There are rumors that uh, we'll have another increase next month and possibly even in uh, in August, pushing the price uh, of uh, petrol uh, to uh, anything uh, between 30,000 ra- uh, 30 rands and above. So what are the domestic factors that are pushing up the price of fuel? The main domestic factor pushing up the price of fuel at the moment is any weakness in the exchange rate of the South African rand against the dollar. Of course, the international fuel price is set in dollar, and South Africa has to convert rands into dollar at the providing exchange rate to buy fuel on the international market. Internationally, of course, the cause of high fuel prices in South Africa is the very sharp increase in the oil price. The oil price increased to over $120 a barrel recently, which is very close to its record level of $147 a barrel reached in uh, 2008. However, we can't ignore the fact that our tax prices when it comes to fuel in South Africa are quite exorbitant. I mean, if you ever travel to um, some of the SADC countries, which we as South Africa are, you know, partly responsible for their fuel supply, their prices are much less because they probably have less fuel uh, taxes. Why is it that our fuel taxes are not being um, eased up for South Africans, despite the fact that, yes, the dollar and rand uh, rate exchange is too high? Well, the two main taxes that we see on fuel is, of course, the road accident fund levy, which is the tax that used to fund the road accident fund uh, when people are uh, injured or killed in uh, car accidents. They have claims against the road accident fund. That's one form of taxation on the uh, on fuel that we buy in South Africa. And if that is scrapped, one will have to get another form of uh, road accident insurance replacing that type of levy, which will probably be a private type of insurance, which will be very expensive for car owners. The other main tax is the government's general fuel levy, which incidentally the government has temporarily rarely waived a component of. If the government waives that part of the taxation, it would be necessary to raise that in other ways, from other sources, for instance, a higher VAT rate or higher personal income tax. So the real problem here is the South African tax base is too small to carry the expenditure structure, I want to call it the extravagancies of the South African government. Taxpayers can no longer afford this government. And it, it, it is uh, very true. I mean, we are all feeling it. Uh, going back uh, just in memory lane for myself, I know when I got my first car um, hmm, in 2004, I think it was, I, 
I to fill up my tank. Yes, it was a small engine. I think it was a 1.2 liter engine. To fill up my tank, I would spend less than 200 rand. And now to fill up my tank, yes, the car is a bit of a bigger engine, but not necessarily that much bigger. You know, it's still a very small car. I'm spending almost a thousand rand to fill up my tank. And that's that's painful. That's painful. And ordinary South Africans are not able to, to, to keep their heads above water. Never mind those who have cars. Let's talk about those who are reliant on paraffin for for fuel, uh, for, for, for um, their energy source. Those who are reliant on public transportation who are now faced with high taxi and bus fare, um, which was not the thing a couple of months ago. Yeah, indeed. Uh, higher fuel prices have a very severe knock-on effect through the economy. You also made in the intro the interesting point that fuel prices are lower in neighboring countries. It is, of course, true that South Africa pays large subsidies to our neighboring countries. In the case of uh, the customs union, we pay huge customs subsidies to Namibia, Botswana, Eswatini, and Lesotho. And then in terms of the Common Monetary Area Agreement, we pay a large seamage sharing payment to Namibia, Eswatini, and Lesotho, which really raises the question whether South Africa can continue to be this generous towards its neighboring countries, given hardship in South Africa. And at the same time, the government now wants to pay 50 million rands in goods and services to Cuba. Cuba is not South Africa's 10th province, so I have no idea why we have to help Cuba, why we have hardship of South Africans in our own country. Now, the fact that we are so generous, as you put it, Professor Rousseau, is clear that our generosity is uh, aimed uh, incorrectly. I think charity begins at home. That's what the saying says. But we are so generous outside, as you have mentioned, Namibia, Botswana, Lesotho, Eswatini. But we are not generous in South Africa. So what should South Africans do to get this generosity from their own government? After all, we are the ones paying the taxes in the country. Well, the first thing we should do is insist on the government publishing for public scrutiny the Southern African Customs Union Agreement and the Senior Sharing Agreement. We need to have those two agreements for public scrutiny to see to what extent we are really subsidizing the governments in those countries, so much so that they actually have cheaper fuel than in South Africa. So the first call is transparency. The second call is we should stop our love affair with Cuba. As I've said, Cuba is not South Africa's uh, 10th province. I have no idea why we have to import Cuban doctors, Cuban engineers, etc. While we have well-trained engineers and doctors in South Africa, we can no longer afford to pay money away to Cuba. And South Africans should insist on government changing its ways because this government is not acting in the best interest of all the people in the country.
Oh, it's a tough time uh, that we are facing as a country. Definitely a tough time. And, uh, you know, I so wish uh, that uh, something could be done to relieve us in the immediate. Um, uh, projecting forward, I mean, there's been talks that uh, next month in July and in August we should be anticipating fuel uh, price increases. Um, is, is there any, you know, truth uh, to these talks? And w is it true that we should be anticipating to pay 30 rand a litre at the tank? Well, uh, for July, we expect fuel price increases, if for no other reason, because the uh, government temporarily waiving part of the fuel taxes will end at the end of June. The government simply cannot afford to forfeit that income, given its current expenditure. Uh, it is difficult to estimate at this point what will happen in August. If the exchange rate of the rand depreciates slightly, and uh, if the oil price uh, drops a little further, and we've seen small declines in recent days, uh, the fuel price in August can at least remain the same as in July and not increase further. However, if we see the weakness in the RAN, or we see an oil price well above $120 uh, dollars a barrel, an oil price in excess of 30 rands, uh, sorry, a fuel price in excess of 30 rands a litre is well possible. Uh, Professor, do you remember, I mean, uh, this is only a couple of years ago, maybe um, three, four years ago, when the price of Brent crude oil was going under $60 a barrel, which was here by uh, $58, $56 per barrel. Things were good then. Do you think we'll ever go back to the good old days, even better? Yes, uh, never say never. Uh, so, uh, as I've said, uh, in 2008, the oil price was at $147 a barrel and subsequently declined quite sharply. Currently, we see a very high oil price owing to the war between uh, Russia and the Ukraine, which has disrupted uh, energy supplies on the international market. And my feeling is that the oil price will remain at an elevated level for as long as we have hostilities between those two countries. Well, I am glad that you live in hope. At least that gives us some hope. Thank you so very much for joining us this evening, Professor. Thank you, Patricia. A-teamers, that was Professor Yanni Rousseau, visiting professor at the Business School of uh, the University of the Witwatersrand, talking about uh, the factors that are driving the surge in our fuel prices in South Africa.